What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Anti Up from Fantasy Alarm, brought to you here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. I'm your host, Howard Bender, with me, uh, Adam Ronis. And uh, I gotta tell you, man, these shows have been fantastic. I, I really, like, I was bummed that I missed Friday of last week or the, you know, the Thursday night taping of Friday's show. Um, but these have been, like, really, the, what, what's been so entertaining about them is it's like, like, like I said, I think on the last one, it's like two dudes sitting here having a conversation, just like eavesdropping on people. It's like it's it's just too funny, um, and I never know. I'm like I, I, I just immediately when we connect at him, I'm like, all right, let me just start recording now so that people can just kind of pick everything up. But what a what a what an interesting night. Here we are, Monday night, and uh, and you got the MLB betting sweats because you got screwed in the NBA. Yeah, well, look, I. I was on a heater with parlays for a little while in February. And <laughs> I will say that parlays are not the best thing to do consistently, but I had house money. So there were nights I was doing, you know, a 14 parlay, a 15 parlay. And there was a, a, a time where I was hitting 50%, which is ridiculous because the house wants you to do parlays. They're really not profitable in the long run. And I, the first couple of days, NBA has been up and down. And I just said, you know what? I kind of have a good feeling today. So I put in a five-team parlay. I took the Nuggets getting – it was six and a half when I sent it out on Wager Alarm. Uh, I got it on DK Sportsbook at five and a half uh, by the time I put it in. So I took Denver getting five and a half. I took the Pacers money line. I took the Sixers money line. So they all hit. I have the Lakers money line. They're up 10 after three quarters. And I had the Grizzlies getting four and a half. They lost by 10, and they looked absolutely pathetic tonight. Uh, this was a big game, probably more for the Pelicans. We talked about it a little bit last night. Basically, their season was on the line, uh, but it was a big game for the Grizzlies, too, because they opened up with two losses. Uh, so this is their third straight loss. Uh, so the Pelicans keep their hopes alive. I also They had mentioned that Williamson was probably going to be limited again, Zion Williamson, he played 25 minutes tonight. He had 23.7 rebounds, five assists, took 21 shots from the field in 25 minutes. And with about three minutes left or so, um, well, I think he left with like five minutes left in the game and they were talking about his conditioning. And, you know, there was one play where he didn't really hustle back and they were like the trainer and staff probably saw that. And he's just not at full condition yet. And then he checks in with three minutes left. So I'm like, oh, no. And, of course, he took over. Brandon Ingram hit some big shots because it was a four-point game when Zion came back in. I'm like, all right, I just need them to keep it close. But John Morant, uh, who I thought was going to be a good DFS play tonight, uh, I wrote him up. I mean, I got stuff right, but I thought he would come through. And he was terrible, man. And he's had a, the first two games of the season so far. He's had slow first halves but finished strong. I mean, he was uh, almost had a triple-double yesterday and uh, on Monday. I uh, know on Sunday. And uh, Morant, 5 of 21 from the field, 1 of 10 from three-point range, just 11 points. And uh, uh, they shot 39.8% from the field and uh, just did not perform well. So uh, that's why they want you to do parlays because you sometimes miss it. So, uh, well, well, yeah. Let, once- let me ask you because i got to be honest with you. I'm surprised that you bet this game. I, I really am. Because when we were talking about this yesterday, you were talking about the desperation. Yes, they, they limit the, the the minutes of, of Zion, then then it's a problem for them. But, I mean, you were so adamant about how desperate they were. 
if they if they are going to win and that they needed the win and you know you talked about the Grizzlies how they haven't been playing well either and ah uh, you know it was just I'm surprised that you bet the game that's that's all I don't mean well, to rub it in I'm not trying to rub no, it in I'm just saying no, I'm surprised I thought it, it, four and a half I thought was a high line I thought it was going to be a competitive game uh, and be close and sometimes. You have to look at things when they seem weird because I didn't see why the Pelicans were favored by four and a half. And apparently a lot of the money was coming in on the uh, Grizzlies money line and the Grizzlies getting the points. And uh, we've sometimes when things look a little strange or fishy, it's time to either go in the direction you think that is weird or step away. And in this case, obviously, uh, the people... Uh, you know, the opposite of the public money was true because uh, I kind of felt the same way. Look at I'm like, Pelicans are favored by four and a half. Like, why? Uh, I know they got trounced by the Clippers, and the Clippers, to me, are one of the best teams in the NBA, so I can, see, you know, see that. But I thought, you know, the Utah game that they lost uh, was a winnable game opening night. Uh, but if I had known Zion was playing 25 minutes, uh, I might have thought differently. Uh, but they kind of mentioned that they felt like it was going to be the same thing. But season on the line, uh, I guess they felt he was fine, and they put him back in. And still, I mean, again, this was a four-point game with, like, three minutes left. And uh, just the Grizzlies did not play well. In fact, they should have probably lost by more than 10. I think they were kind of fortunate to be as close as they were. And I was just hoping they would hang it around and just cover the spread. It, and they did it. Um, so, you know, I probably should have did a, a four-team parlay. Because this is what I was doing. No, 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 no. See, and this is what I was doing in January and February when I was hitting is I was usually taking – Three money lines of, you know, teams I felt good about, favorites, an occasional underdog that was plus if I really felt strongly about it. But usually it was three money line favorites and then one underdog, either by money line or points, you know, to get a decent payout. And it was working uh, for a good portion of it. But uh, this one, unfortunately, tonight uh, did not work out. So uh, probably go back to betting individual games. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a little bit until I get until I get a comfort level here. It's been uh, a little strange here in the bubble with with some of these teams like the Spurs are a team that I thought were, uh, you know, going to really uh, just play a lot of young players and not really care that much. But they have played very well. Uh, they have they, even though they lost to the Sixers tonight, they only lost by two. That game was close down the stretch. So Spurs have come out and played very well. And I listen, they're still in the thick of it. That was, you know, another thing that we were talking about. You know, even without LaMarcus Aldridge, um, you know, they're still making that push to the playoffs. And they, you know, listen, if the if the Grizzlies are going to lose games like this to the Pelicans and they're going to play this poorly down the stretch, um, you're damn right the Spurs better, you know, better step it up. Um, you know, listen, they gave uh, the Sixers a, a big run, but I think the Sixers are, are more, I feel like they're more, you know, just concerned about just staying healthy and going to the playoffs. I mean... I know Embiid had 27 points tonight and nine boards, uh, but, I mean, the dude just made a glass. And the last thing you want to do is get him all banged up. Yeah, I think they also are trying to – they have this new lineup that they're using where they've moved Ben Simmons to power forward and have Shake Milton at point guard. So I think they want to get acclimated to that as well and see if it's something that is going to work for the postseason. Uh, they've been a team that has been great at home and terrible on the road. So – you know, they really need to – they're also playing for seeding too. Not that it's a big deal, but, you know, matchups could be something that you have to look at in the first round. So uh, that was a, a game I felt they had to win because uh, they're currently right now the, the sixth seed. So if the playoffs opened, they would play Boston. And uh, 
Boston has no answer for Embiid, but I just think they're a better team. And in the West, uh, we got a big game tomorrow: Portland and the Rockets. Uh, the Portland are two. Portland's two games behind Memphis right now, so if they can win that game, uh, they could pull within a game and a half uh, of the Grizzlies. So uh, the, you know, I mentioned I like the Blazers a lot, but their schedule is tough. And the Rockets coming off a game where they beat Milwaukee, and the Rockets right now are also you know playing for seeding. They're a game and a half behind Denver for the three. Uh, so uh, I think that's the most entertaining game on Tuesday night, and it's the last game, uh, I believe it's on ESPN. So uh, Portland-Houston should be a lot of fun. Interested to see what that over-under number is. My guess is it's going to be 240, would be my guess. Very interesting. I'm looking at what the potential matchups are, you know, that, that could be. And let's just stay in the in the West here for a second and look at, uh, I mean, if Houston does, you know, if Houston doesn't move up, then they uh, then they end up taking on the Jazz in the first round. If they uh, if if they do move up a spot, uh, then it looks like it, it's likely going to be like Oklahoma City. I mean, it's it's in that range. They're either going to play the Jazz, they're going to play Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, would they rather play the the Thunder? Um, I don't think it matters. Oh, okay. I think they win either series. Oh. Well, then who gives a crap about seeding then? Well, it's not my thoughts or not what happens. <laughs> they might well, think imagine if that were the case. Imagine a world where if Adam Ronis thought it, it actually happened. That'd be dangerous. Yeah, I, I do yeah, feel yeah. like I would I would be a little wealthier. I, I don't feel like you would keep me down like that. I feel like, you know, you and I would be having like yacht races through the Atlantic. Yeah, that would be fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> And we're towing like Fensty on water skis. <laughs> yeah, that that would be uh, hilarious. Oh man, come on! I would do that. Come on, Adam, make it happen. Where 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 is this? I uh, you know utopian Ronus world. Uh, why aren't we living in that right now? Hopefully, it comes to fruition soon. And uh, Ro- Rowan Wick is pitching the ninth inning for the Cubs. Oh, give me some. Give me I think some. He actually, I think he came in in the eighth, actually. Oh. But he does have a runner on third. Did he, have to, did he have to face three batters? Was that the... Uh... Uh, no, he came in to get the last out of the eighth, and he started the ninth. Good for him. That's not good. No, I picked up Jeremy Jeffers. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I like I going into the year. I thought Wick was the guy, but then I saw them use Jeffers, and I'm like, well, he's a veteran. They might go with him. Oh well. Yeah, we were on the show together while that was all going on. Yeah, and you, well, you was, that was Fab Night. You, you were dealing with Fab. Yeah, I, I think I, I got Jeffers and TGFBI. So you know what? Who cares? Um, you know, I mean, no, I'm saying, I do I want to win the league? Yeah, but it's not for money. So I'd rather. Oh, my money leagues are, are the priority. I have be uh, honest. I have Rowan Wick in uh, in one money league and two non money leagues. I don't think I got Wick anywhere, did I? No, but Draft you know what? If he, clo- if he closes it out, I'm fine because I have Alec Mills, who I picked up for a two start week in Tout Wars and uh, another league. And I also had the Cubs money line tonight, too. So I will take that. Ooh. And it looks like he did get the last out. Nice. They beat the Royals 2-0. Wick, that's going to be – that's a big one. That's going to be a big one. I think I have him in labor. I have him in FSGA. And then I've got him in one of Man, my bidding, – uh, Bidding was nuts last night, wasn't it? Like how many bids were made? It was really – you know, like surprisingly, I thought also. I mean – I made I made bids in labor, 
you know, just to kind of like fill out the the blanks with all the the guys on on COVID DL or IL, whatever you want to call it. Um, but they didn't really cost me anything. Like I got like Austin Slater in an NL only Austin Slater for two, for two dollars. That absolutely surprised me. Um, I think I paid up for. Um, a couple of guys, maybe it was, uh, maybe it was FSGA that I paid up for. What, what did you do last night? How many, uh, did you have big bids out? Um, in some leagues I did, oh, I lost Diaz, the closer from the Rockies by $3 in tout. The bid was 181. I went 178. How does that happen, bro? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was tough. Um, but I did get Diaz in labor. For 12, because I had Roberto Osuna go on the injury list, and I have Zach Britton, who uh, potentially could be out of that role this week or soon um, with uh, Aroldis Chapman on the way back. But it looks like Britton is getting a save now, right? Did he lock it up? 6-3 in the ninth. I think it's over. He should. So that's, so that's good. That um, he's not holding yet, that job fully, though. No, I know. That's why I'm like, I have to get someone uh, so I got Diaz, and I put in bids for other potential closers, but I only wound up getting Diaz. So uh, we'll see. What I mean, I can't, I'm not feeling good about Osuna. My guess is he probably misses quite a bit of time. I mean, that Astros bullpen is just sinking every single day. Uh, but you know what? With saves, it's you know I think it depends. There's probably some teams that have no closers right now with all of the injuries that happen, and and this is a 12 team league. Um, I believe there's, are there trades in labor? This is my first year in labor. There are, right? I think there is, right? Yeah, you're allowed to trade in labor. Okay. So I could always do that, uh, if I really need a closer, but, um, yeah, uh, I did have, uh, you know, quite a few bids last night and it felt like there were like every team made two, three pickups last night. That's the way it felt. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a busy, busy night for a lot of teams. Uh, you know, middle of the road player. I mean, obviously there's nothing out there that's really that, that fantastic. This is just, you know what it is? Like this is, this is the season where you can't come out guns blazing, uh, too heavily in the early part, because like, I feel like this is, this is just that season where you need to like make these stupid little pitching tweaks over and over and over. Like, I feel like we're just going to see so many different relievers and, uh, and things happen. I think we're going to see a lot of crazy bullpen turnover. And you're going to want to hold some of that money. You're not going to want to... Uh, man, I just looked at something and I'm like, ah. I put out a contingency bid on Rowan Wick. Uh, and I and uh, and I ended up... Get uh, I got I used him as a contingency in uh, FSGA. That's where it was. And, uh, and I thought I was going to get him. Uh, but I ended up getting Oliver Drake instead. Oh, that is uh, brutal. So, yeah, the Cubs did close it out. So That's a kick to the groin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alec Mills gets the win. Seven scoreless innings, man. I thought I liked the two matchups this week. They pitched well. I can't believe the Cubs are 8-2. I don't think they're that good, but uh, they've taken advantage of the schedule so far. Uh, The thing is, too, you know, I think it's different for everyone because in some leagues, people have been hit hard with pitching injuries. And we had another big one tonight. Uh, Mike Soroka is out for the year. He has a torn right Achilles tendon. I was watching the game, and it looked ugly. I knew right away that he was done for the year. I wasn't sure what it was. I didn't know if it was a ACL or an Achilles, but torn right Achilles tendon for Soroka, who had a great year last year. And, boy, the Braves pitching is uh, hurting now, too. Uh, 
But it, these injuries keep recurring. I mean, and the Mets had two guys leave tonight. I mean, basically the Mets infield right now, they had three injuries on the infield. Jeff McNeil was scratched before the game with back spasms. Ahmed Rosario left the game with left quad tightness. And Robinson Cano left the game early with left groin tightness. Carlos Rodon left tonight's game uh, with a, we don't know the injury, but his velocity dropped. That shouldn't be a surprise. The guy is always hurt. Shohei Otani has the grade one, two strain of the flexor pronator mass in his right arm. I mean, it's just every single day. Nick Senzel was scratched tonight. I don't know why. I didn't see if they gave a reason. But these injuries are just piling up. It's So some teams, you, you do have to be aggressive on the waiver wire because we don't have time. You know, you got to go out and get replacements. So I'm sure there were some teams out there. Oh, let's not forget Rich Hill scratched from a start on Tuesday with a back injury. That's a surprise. Yeah, yeah that's a, what surprise that it's his back and not his hand somehow. Yeah. It's not a blister. He's got a blister on his back. Man, Dude. I moved Rich Hill up my rankings way too far. <laughs> I didn't get him anywhere. So I do my rankings. I was like, oh, Rich Hill, yeah, you know, he only needs to be healthy two months. He's on the Twins. They're going to get offensive support. And the one thing you could say about Rich Hill when he's been on the mound the last couple of years, he's, he's been, been good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, the price did get way too high for me, but I did move him up my rankings, and uh, I should have learned. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I never go for Rich Hill, and he's a guy who I always tell people, I'm like, I mean, listen, if you want him for, you know, 10 to 15 starts, then okay. But, you know, you're he's not a guy you're going to get 30 starts out of in a season because he's going to spend half his time on the on the IL. And then I did the same exact thing that you did. I said, like, oh, short season. This is going to be great. This is in his wheelhouse, blah, 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 blah. So well, how about so, this? How about, so how, about wait, how about the Braves, dude? How about the Braves dodging a bullet that Fultonavich cleared waivers? Yeah, I mean, but I wonder if they feel comfortable bringing him up. I mean, they obviously didn't like what they saw. They're going to have to so, try and work work him out and see if they can Remember, they also is. they had Cole Hamels, and he got hurt. They had Felix Hernandez they brought in, and he opted out. So they, you know, that's the thing. You know, we always say, oh, yeah, well, this team's got a lot of depth of pitching. I mean, a couple of injuries, and then it's all gone, man. It's just, it's the, it's a crazy type of year. It, it, I hate to say this. You're going to love it. It really <laughs> feels like... Yankees Dodgers World Series. Oh. It just does. I hope I'm wrong, but no, dude. Why? Why do you want to be wrong? It's so embrace it. Love I mean, it. I mean, dude. The, Mets, the Mets suck anyway. Yeah, so I, I mean, you're four and seven. Go. Come on. Well, they don't play the Braves for only three more times. Thank goodness. Well, now four you want to play the Braves, the Braves all the time because well, the Braves course. pitching That's sucks. Happens. That's what happens. <laughs> That's some Mets luck. Um, so Jairo Diaz is on the mound for the Rockies with a three-run lead. I picked him up. I think in two leagues or three, but I have the Giants money line. <laughs> ah, wow. But I, I already, well, let's see. I already, I got the Cubs money line, that cashed. The Reds money line, that cashed. Uh, and now if the Twins win, I win a parlay with the Twins the Yankees. So it won't be too bad. <laughs> so you'll, you'll oh, oh, man, on second now. Oh, you're in trouble. Oh. You're in trouble. Oh yeah, damn it! You're right. Up, oh, you're you're done. Here it goes. Adam uh, Rona's putting important. you're putting the it's, the whammy on Yaro Diaz. It's more important that he keeps the closer job. <laughs> Not anymore. He doesn't. I see Chris Davis woke up. He homer. Let's go. Need him. <laughs> oh, your guy Nelson Cruz is up with second and third and one out. So oh. I I need him to. Please, to win this game anything i just you know what again i just want to break even from mlb dfs tonight um it was it was crazy we were uh you know we're live did you from, use the ground 
uh, in one lineup, I did. In one lineup, I used DeGrom and Montes. In another lineup, I used Garrett Cole and Montes. And then another lineup, I used Chris Paddock and Montes. Oh, great. The guys is giving up two hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're laughing at me, man? No, 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 oh, okay. no. <laughs> <clears throat> no. Yeah. No, no, no. <clears throat> well, you didn't sound like you were going to lose money. You sound like you were going to hit the parlay. So this this one was a little on the irrelevant side. Oh, that parlay. Oh, Grizzlies, man. Oh. Well, what happens if the Giants come back and win this? Uh, I'll win some money, but I'd rather have Diaz keep the job. Oh, uh, well, you're screwed, dude, because because uh, Chadwick Trump is on the uh, in, in no, the batter's box. He had a sack box. fly. He had a sack fly, so he's giving up a run. Man on first, one out. So he gets a double play here from <laughs> Fat Panda, and we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, man, and I and I know people listening go through this, especially in fantasy football. It's like. You know, you have so many players on different teams, and you're best probably not looking at live scoring because you're like, oh, wait, well, I have Miles Sanders on two teams, but I'm going against them in three. Uh, do I want him to score here? Yeah. <laughs> what do I want to? It's just, it's it becomes a nightmare. So uh, the same thing kind of happens when you do sports betting and you have fantasy players on your team, and you just have to decide what you need more. Yeah, I you know, I mean, it's kind of funny, you know, I, I usually, I'm usually one of those guys when I build my fantasy teams, it's more often than not a lot of the same guys on each team. You know, obviously they're, you know, the, the, the fillers or whatever, but the core guys, I've always been in that mindset. If I can win with them in this league, I can win with them in that league. I can win with them in another league. And, and these are the guys who I believe in, who I want, and I go for them. And then I, there was like one year in fantasy football where I just said, I said to Jim, I'm like, okay, I'll diversify. You you suggest I diversify. I'm going to show you what it looks like from my perspective with the number of leagues I play in and what diversification uh, really does for you. And I tracked it through the whole season. And it was like a total nightmare. It was an outright nightmare. It was like, you know constantly, you know, churning through all the information. You know, when, when you use the same core guys, more often than not, when, like, big injuries hit, you, you it either sweeps you across all your leagues and you just know that you have to deal with it or you dodge that bullet. And I'm like, I just, I, I like being able to manage my leagues, my teams, similarly in the sense that I know the personnel who needs to be in and out of my lineup, that kind of a thing. Like, you know, to sit there and have to, like, diversify amongst, you know, 12 different fantasy football teams and 10 different fantasy baseball teams, like, it's a freaking pain in the ass. That's what it comes down to. So I'm like, you know, just kind of lump them together and, and give me it. I'm pretty happy with that. Um so I, I don't remember what the point was that I was saying that as I <laughs> as I look at as I look at Seattle sitting there uh, with Oakland's got the bases loaded and it's second and third uh, for uh, for for Minnesota or Pittsburgh like this is the the MLB sweats this is what it's Minnesota all about won. isn't it? Cruz hit an RBI double so I hit that parlay, uh, Twins Yankee money line parlay. Oh, that helps me. Oh more. man, Giants scored another run. Come on, Diaz, man, what are you doing? Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. I'm freaking out, I'm like, going back to my DFS lineups here. I'm like, wait, is this updating? Is this updating? Just 
Because now all of a sudden it's up. Oh, 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 oh. Now, and see, now I'm down. Now I'm like, like losing 10 Wait, bucks so on the day. I don't know what's going on here, man. This is ridiculous. So, oh, man. So you, you, you spend all this money on Diaz and uh, hey, welcome hey. to Courtsville. <laughs> he shits the bed. Man on second and one out. I mean, it's a Rockies closer and it's in Coors Field. What did you expect? Dude, you, saves are saves, man. See, I, you know what? We said that about Wade Davis and then he fell apart well, completely. Wade Davis has sucked for... Uh, Oberg was good last year when he had the job and yeah. he was going to be the guy. I drafted him in TGFBI, but... All right, he gets a ground ball to short. So, just needs to get one more out and then he closes <laughs> it down. And then, he, I guess... Hopefully he gets the next save opportunity. Uh, yeah, but Olberg would have been the guy, but, you know, he got hurt. Oh, no, Yaz is up. That dude hit a home run earlier tonight. He's off to a great start. Oh, man. Uh-oh. What's I mean, worse? I, I the, <laughs> what's worse, the MLB sweats or the meat sweats? MLB sweats. Sports betting, man. Dude, like the Grizzlies, that pissed me off tonight. That just, ah, that really pissed me off tonight. Gotta learn from it though. Learn from it. <laughs> learn from it. <laughs> learn from it how? <laughs> when the game is on, when the season is on the line. They, oh, they, no. Oh. What I learned is instead of do the four team parlay instead of the five. Don't get <laughs> greedy. The four instead of the five. Four is, four is tough enough. But look, I look, I was having success with it this year. I told you where I was doing like three money lines and, and an underdog bet. It's the it, look, I wouldn't advise people to do parlays consistently. You're better off betting individual games, obviously. But if you have a little house money to play with, because look, if you hit one parlay, you know, there was times I was hitting at plus 800, plus 900 parlays. Um, so I was like, all right, I got house money now. So I'm just going to try and take that money and get more. And, you know, it was working for a while, but then there was a stretch where I wasn't. And I said, all right, time to back away. But, you know, that that's the thing. You need to be disciplined when you're going to do sports betting. And I, I know for some people it's difficult and you know, I always talk about it that you have to set aside a certain amount of money that you say, okay, I'm okay if I lose this. You don't want to, obviously, but you have to think, okay, the worst case scenario is I lose all this. Am I okay with that? And just deal with that. Yes, Diaz gets the save. Gave up two runs, but he got the save. <laughs> hopefully, you know, hopefully they stick with him for next time. So, you know, I lost that one. Um, but let's see for MLB today. Uh, it's not if I if I can get the Dodgers Padres to end at five three, that'll be a push. OK. Um, but I yeah. And I had so I had the Twins Yankees money line that cashed. I had the Reds money line that cashed Cubs money line that cash. And I'm going to lose the Giants money line. So. Not too bad. All right. Well, I am. Uh, I'm down twenty right now in my DFS night, which I'm. I'm fine being down twenty, uh, because, like, I still have uh, in these lineups that are, are right there on the cusp, or the the other ones that are already in the green that could move up a little bit. Um, I should get the win out of uh, out of Montas, um, who pitched a, a beautiful game, and if this Dodgers game. Uh, Padres Dodgers sticks, then I'm getting the paddock win as well. So I feel pretty good about that. That's uh, that's a, a good spot to be at. I can, if I can get a pair of wins at the tail end of this, 
I'll push back over my. Uh, I'll, I'll, I should come away uh, at at the worst, even at worst. I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's not the worst night. You obviously want profit, but there are going to be some nights when you don't. But it's better to break even than have a, a big loss. That's yeah, always the goal. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I am looking at the lines for the NBA tomorrow. Uh oh. The net the Nets are sitting uh three of their players, Joe Harris, ja- Jared Allen, and Kavis Karis Lever- Levert, their best player. They're playing the Bucks. What do you think the line is in the game? I know you don't know NBA well, so I'm putting you on the spot. But basically Milwaukee, one of the best teams in the NBA. The Nets already lost like four or five guys to COVID-19, and now three of their starters, who are their, probably their top three guys, are sitting out, and they're I playing mean, the Bucks. I mean, it has to be at least a double-digit point spread there. It has 18 to and be. a half. 18 and a half? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They're minus 3,500 on the money line. I'm not even touching it. And you know what? Good thing. It's the first game tomorrow at 140, um, so uh, I'm not touching it. Why I would. I wonder if they're going to sit Giannis. I mean, or well, they're yeah, definitely like... going to limit their starter minutes for sure. <laughs> I was actually just thinking about that. I'm like 18. You know, like when when you get there, you know, I do a lot of you know NFL betting, and it's it's for me. I, I look at it, and you know, when I see double digit point spreads, I'm like, like covering a double digit point spread in the NFL is tough to do. It really, it really is. Um, so when I, you know, when I hear 18 and a half. I mean, is that like, where are you at the point where you're looking at it saying, I just, I can't touch this, this kind of a spread. It's just too big of a line. Uh, yeah. I mean, usually in the NBA, it's like sometimes 12, 13, because you know how the NBA is tricky. You know, the team could be up 20 in the fourth quarter, then they put it on the reserves and then, you know, the backup reserves, they go hard because they don't get much playing time. And then all of a sudden, uh, the spread was 13, and uh, it goes from 20 to 10. So that's where you worry about it. But look, the, should the Bucks cover this? Yeah, but I'm not touching it. Uh, I'm not even going to play around with 18 and a half. So I just stay away from it. <laughs> smart, very, very smart. Oh man! All well, right, I could take the Bucks money line as one of the. Parts of the parlay tomorrow, if I want. Oh, don't do that. Oh well, yeah. I the mean, money line. The money line's I mean, okay. Yeah, the bucks. It's minus thirty five hundred, so you have to pair yeah, it with the, the something The bucks. Else. The money line is fine if you're going to parlay it as like a you know potential gimme kind of a thing. I don't know. <laughs> See, that's the beautiful thing. I don't. I don't. You know. I just. Don't, I don't do the. I don't do a lot of or any NBA betting for that matter. Not, not even a lot of. I just don't do any. I stick to what I know, and that's that's kind of the kind of the whole point, right? Stick to what you know. It's it's you know going out there, like you know like DFS. I didn't have interest in playing KBO DFS. Um, Neither did I. Well, the I, time the time was terrible. I don't know about you there on the West Coast, but for me, oh, you know, five thirty in the morning Eastern time. I mean, come on, I can't do that. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was, you know, it's 1 o'clock, 1 a.m. And I'm like, I, listen, I, could I stay up? No, I have a hard time staying up past 9.30 for crying out loud these days. I know you're the <laughs> night owl. Me, I'm like am. grandpa. Yeah. I'm grandpa I, sitting on the couch nodding off at 8.30. Listen to my wife piss and moan about everything. 
And these NBA early starts are killing me because now I have to get up earlier than usual <laughs> to do <laughs> like today. Today's first game was 1.30 p.m. and I was on the playbook today. So and I didn't I didn't start it last night. <laughs> so, uh, well, I did a little bit, but it was such a long day between fab and, you know, how fab is on Sunday. It's draining, especially now. Good so, thing we only have so seven draining. more. <laughs> right. Good thing there's only seven more. Man. Dude, it's Jeez. amazing how much. To think that we, I, to think, you know how much time of my life I've wasted on fab? My goodness. I don't even want to discuss this. I'm going to look back and be like, what the hell was I doing? Well, I have one money. Most. Of, yeah, I usually, I will say this. I usually profit every season in season long, regardless of the sport. So, so, so I guess. So, so you're, so you're saying it. it's, it's worthwhile. Yeah. I okay, mean, basketball, so, I only did one season-long basketball league this year, and we had to, uh, you know, obviously change the payout structure because we couldn't finish the season, and I was the two-seed at the time. So I made a small profit. Uh, we paid the top four. So, but, yeah, basketball season-long, I don't do as much. Not because I don't like it. It's the timing of it because it the, the basketball season starts mid to late October. So it's like, all right, I have baseball going on to the end of September, and I'm usually sweating – a couple leagues doing fab football's going on. And then I'm like, all right, well, baseball's over. Oh wait, basketball starts in two weeks. Oh shoot. And I just don't have the time to put in the proper prep for season long basketball. And I just do my own league for fun. I didn't, I do the NFBC or NFBCK high stakes once in a while. I didn't do it this year. Uh, again, I, I love season long fantasy basketball. It's just the timing of it. We'll see maybe December. If it does start in December this year, Maybe it's a little bit easier, you know, because only football will be going on at that time. So we'll see. Maybe this year it'll be easier. And then baseball, I start preparing late December, early January. Um, yeah, you know, I'm still on the whole, you know, well, it's profitable. So it's worth all those Sunday nights and all that, that time that I've wasted in my life playing fab. I'm, I'm wondering, Adam, if uh, at some point or another uh, for your bachelor party, I get to do a film uh, very similar to like Jerry Maguire style, where I interview all of the past loves of Adam Ronis's life, uh, and they're all just like Fab Sunday nights, worst ever. <laughs> I broke oh, up no, with that. I broke up with Adam because I couldn't see him on Sunday nights. He kept saying something about Fab. I didn't know if oh, that was dude. a person, a hobby, or whatever. But well, I I probably never told you this story. So I was seeing this girl. We met probably around like late May. Uh, and everything was cool. Then football season started and you know, football season Sunday is football all day. This is part of the job. So like about a month into football, she's like, you know, this Sunday thing is a problem. I'm like, why? She's like, well, I can't see you on Sundays. I'm like, okay, but it's my job. If I was a lawyer or doctor and I couldn't see you on Sunday, would you be cool with it? Is it just because I'm watching football and you don't think that's work? I'm like, I see you Friday and Saturday. Well, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right. Well, if this is a problem, this is not going to work out. So this was probably like six months in. So, and I let everyone know that I meet now. If it looks like it's going to go somewhere, you know, I, I have to watch a lot of sports for work. And especially Sundays for football, that's it. It's different during baseball and basketball. There's not like, oh, I have to watch every single game. You know, Friday night, Saturday night when it's a normal world and things are open, yeah, we can go out. But Sundays, nah, man, that's all day watching football. 
Um, yeah, you know, so you just basically admitted that you're Jimmy Fallon in uh, in Fever Pitch, um, where she meets Drew Barrymore, meets him, uh, you know, in the winter time. So she gets to hang out with him all the time, and then spring hit, <laughs> spring training hits, and it's baseball season, and he's a basket case, and that's that's so that's what you do. You fever pitch these girls. Right, we're gonna make this like a we're gonna turn into a verb. You fever pitching these ladies, man. No, no, no. I let them. Well, now you time, do. Well, yeah. I mean that this was probably six years ago. So, well, six I, look, years was, ago. How many years have you been doing this? Twenty. Doing what? Fantasy sports. Uh, as a as a job, full time gig or just part. I mean, I started right. My fir- first involvement in fantasy was probably two thousand seven. Writing a weekly column for Newsday. I, they gave me a weekly fantasy football, fantasy baseball column. All right, so it took you seven years for everything to like click and realize that you have to be upfront and honest with these ladies. No, I've been doing this. No, no, man. Well, first of all, look, we meet in May, so I didn't think about football season. I don't know if she's going to be around by then. You should always think about football season, Adam. No, so like, all right, my last girlfriend, we met in October. Oh, and it was actually funny. I probably should have known. So we had arranged to meet, and I said, she, you know, most women want you to pick the place. So I looked around her way and I was like, oh, how about this place? She's like, oh, it's cool, but there's a lot of loud music, so we might not be able to talk well. And I go, you know, I'm missing the NLCS for this. It was the Dodgers. Who did the Dodgers play two years ago in the NLCS? I can't even remember now. Uh, I think it was game seven. I don't, uh, I don't know. So I'm like, I'm, miss- I'm missing the NLCS for you. And she's like, Oh, we can go to like a sports bar where they have it on TV. Well, I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Like, it's okay. She's like, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. And like, she's like, oh, I called this place up and they're showing it. I was like, wow. And then we were sitting there and she's like, oh, are you going to watch the game all the time? I'm like, no, I just want to glance up and look at the score. And I was like, wow, that was kind of a nice thing to do for the first time meeting. Yeah, well, you know, because she's like showing you that she's the cool chick and that, you know, oh, yeah, no problem, no problem. And then all of a sudden, you know, then then it's like, wow, that was really nice of her. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, well, you, come on, just miss this one game for me. Come on. You remember our first date when I took you to the <laughs> sports bar? And you're like, oh, OK. And that's how they get their hooks into you, dude. Like, that's how it happens. It's like, um, you know, it's like, it's like all something tactical, that, man. It's like a, like a tick that's it sticks to your skin. And then it starts to like burrow in, you know, as it gets more and more familiar with you and more and more. And the next thing you know, you're like sacked out, exhausted because you got Lyme disease. Welcome to marriage, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, for, well, I've been successful so far. It's so funny. All the married guys are like, don't do it. Don't do it. Dude, my wife is cool as shit. I love my wife. She loves sports, you know. She, she and I love the same music. We have a great time hanging out. We're best friends, this and that. But you know what? The Yankees were up six. Uh, it was it was uh, three to one, and then uh, an Ursula hits a, a three run jack at six to one, and I immediately get the. Oh, do we still have to watch this now? I'm like, come on. And of course, you know, I try the whole. You know, well, this is work. That doesn't really come through. That doesn't happen. Well, she's been with you a long time now, so she kind of knows, all right, you're using this as a crutch. Is that it? No, I, I said to her flat out, I was like, hon, you just had like four months of no sports. 
Like, there was no doubt. Like, I was Netflixing and chilling with you every freaking night for crying out loud. I mean, am I trying to be more creative during the day and doing that? Yeah, but, yeah, no. I mean, listen, it all, it always starts off great. It always starts off great. And then as time goes on, it's like, ah. Uh, because they feel like, okay, at some point or another, that's going to soften up for him and he's not going to have to watch every game or whatever. And then I'm going to get to spend more time with him. Like that's what women think. They think that they're, that you're going to change. But the bottom line is, is that we are tigers and our stripes don't change. And that's that. And that's, so you've got to find somebody who can totally understand it and accept it a hundred percent until finally, you know, 20 years down the road, they're going, oh, Still, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, I mean, I knew how much I missed sports, but man, since all this has come back, it's been unbelievable. I mean, I've just, I've had my TV on all day. You know, I was, you know, finishing up. No, the playbook was done by the time the Rangers game started, and I was working on the example lineups and the sports betting article. Had the Rangers game in the background. They sucked. They lost again. Then flipped to basketball, and then basketball and baseball. I mean, this is awesome, man. Like. Just we missed this so much. I mean, to think that this was gone for four months, it's unbelievable. Like if you would have told me the beginning of this year, you know, you're not going to have basketball, baseball, football for four months. I would have told you, no way. I'm not going to survive. What am I going to do with myself? I can tell you this, man. I have not opened Netflix since sports started. I think I'm going to cancel it. Uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't because what are you going to do come like football season when it's like during the week and it's nighttime and there's nothing else on? I mean, let's think, be you know, basketball. Basketball is going to October. Basketball is going to go until October. Game seven is would be October 14th or 13th if there's a game seven. Aren't they? Wow. I thought they yeah. were shorter than the NHL playoffs. Oh, I guess not. It's the same. So there's all what? going through October? Yep. Dude, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I am I am I am beat down. I'm exhausted. I can't do it. I'll, I'll just turn it over to you. Welcome well, to Fantasy Alarm. Make, Lakers are making this official. My uh, five team parlay is gonna miss because of the Grizzlies. It's <laughs> the worst. Man, when you on a good what? note, we're tracking the Edmonton Oilers for you, Adam. And they're up oh, three I to two. Even check that, dude. What are they doing? They're Tell up me three. Now. They're up three to two. Twelve twenty three left in the second. Oh my god! Now I gotta sweat this. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Is that on the NHL Network? Oh man, I need this win. And on that note, folks, we're gonna let Adam go sweat it out for the Oilers here at the end of the night. Thanks so much for. Oh, you know what? Let me thank. I always do this. Oh, I'm so sorry. Let me thank our sponsors and pay a couple of bills here. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyNightFight.com has? 
How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. Yeah, that's right. There you go. All right. So I can't sweat the Oilers for a period and a half with you right now. That's I, I just can't do it. I can't. I love you, but I just can't do it because I'm sweating out my MLB contest here as well. I'm uh, ooh, just so close. So close. We'll be back tomorrow night, though. All right, Adam, are you going to be okay? Are you going to be okay sweating Edmonton on your own? Uh, Yeah, I think I'll be okay. I need them to win the series, so this is a crucial game. I know it is, so I'm pulling for you, especially because the Rangers suck today, and uh, and that's going to do it. That's going to do it for us here uh, at Anti Up. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in, listening to us, sweating these games out. Ah, you know, what are you going to do? Sports is back. We're having a great time with it. So uh, on behalf of Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Anti Up. We'll catch you next time.